I'm Dan Clark, and this is I Am Teacher. Welcome to episode number eight, my peoples. Today I'm talking with two former students, recent graduates of St. Peter High School, Henry Olson and Tegan Weiss. But before I get into introducing the topics we discuss and some other housekeeping issues, we are sponsored. We've got one company that thinks we are worthy enough to give them some views. So, Our first advertisement is for, if you would like to follow the podcast on Instagram, you can do so at imteacher.podcast. If you'd like to donate, you can do so at my website, found at danielevanclark.wixsite.com forward slash imteacher. And if you'd like to reach out with some questions or comments, or a personal testimonial about the show, you can write me an email at danielevanclark at gmail.com. Today's topic is a little bit different than previous shows where I've talked with other teachers. Today I talk for the first time with some students. And these students graduated last year are not currently in college. They have taken what has known to become a gap year. Because not everybody is apparently a fan of enormous amounts of debt. A gap year is something that is, I think, a very valuable option for students to take. But they rarely do. And mostly that's because I think parents, society kind of puts a lot of pressure on getting through high school and then immediately getting through college. I don't know anymore if that's the wisest path forward. If I had to do it all over again, I think a gap year would be on my radar. It probably would have been a pretty hard sell to my parents, but I think if I had some sort of confidence and the ability to hear people's stories about gap years and statistics to give to my parents, I think that it would have been something I I took on. And the reason why it's so attractive is not just to bum around for a year, um, it's to just further develop as a human before you make a large financial decision. Because currently the system encourages young adults, 18 years old, to jump into this economic agreement where they are paying back thousands and thousands of dollars for years and years worth of their time. And they're making this decision when their brains aren't even fully formed. And they don't even have any idea about what they want to do. And it seems like they are just doing what the people around them want them to do, including their high school, their counselors, and their teachers maybe. But I think students, young adults, should really take this time after high school to get away from academics and to explore your own mind and what things really interest you and what things you would find joy in doing for the rest of your life. Because some of the things you might want to do don't really require a four-year degree or don't require college at all. Maybe you want to start a business. Maybe you want to live in a different country. 
those options and those things don't usually pop in your mind or aren't aren't pursuable when you sign up for a four-year university right out of high school. Some statistics that are out there that are encouraging for this gap year. I found some from the UK. 60% of students that took a gap year said that that gap year was the reason that they chose their path going forward. 66% of those students also said that they took their work more seriously after their gap year, which is another reason I think is one of the most important to take this gap year because you will be a better student if you take that year off. You will be more developed. You will be more responsible if you practice it. Half of the people that sign up and get accepted their freshman year of college don't end up graduating. I think this gap year idea could help address that problem. Some other statistics I think are important to nail down or might be good starting points for students to make the argument to their parents that a gap year is a good idea. The average cost of college for one year, let's hit that, private schools, the average cost for one year is $35,000. Public school in the state, that's around $10,000 a year. And public school out of state is 25600 and some change dollars a year. So if you do the math and you go to school for four years, if you go to a private school, you are going to have $140,000 worth of debt. If you go to a public school for four years, $40,000 worth of debt. Public school out of state, you're going to have $100,000 plus of student loan debt. Of course, this is not including scholarships and grants and things like that, but it's not going to be much less than what I just gave you for numbers. So when you think about that major commitment, that major economic commitment that you are about to make, I think it's wise to take a lot of time, especially as an 18-year-old, before you jump into this decision. I mean, take it from, take it from me. I jumped into this economic agreement without really understanding what that meant for the rest of my life. And that makes me a little embarrassed to say, because you think as an 18-year-old, you're an adult, you should be able to rationally make these decisions, but I didn't. I just clicked some buttons, took the loans, went to school, had a good time, got my degree, and then got into a field where paying those loans back was going to be a significant economic disadvantage for me. And the thing with student loans is that you can't shed them through bankruptcy. You can't get rid of them anyway. The only way to actually get rid of them is to die. <laughs> Not lying. That's the only way you lose your or are forgiven for your loan amount is death. Business owners that make terrible decisions, take out large loans. If they fail and their business goes under and they make no more money, they can claim bankruptcy and rearrange things and take a hit on their credit, but they can bounce back with a clean slate. However, 18-year-olds who want to go to school, if you can't pay those things back, they will find a way to rip those dollars and cents out of you. I don't think it's a great system. I think we're doing a disservice to the young people of this country by not addressing this issue. And every time I hear politicians speak in this last election cycle of the midterms or even a presidential cycle, 
a topic that rarely gets discussed is student loans, which to me blows my mind. Not only because I have a lot of them, but because everybody has a lot of them. It is now the second largest amount of debt that the average U.S. citizen has, just behind credit card debt and auto loans as well. It's a problem. In total, 44 million people owe $1.5 trillion in student loan debt. That is a lot, if you didn't know. What's even crazier is that 22% of student loan borrowers fall into default, which means they can't make a payment for more than 90 days. And those numbers are only going up. So I definitely think that is a solid enough argument to bring to a unsure parent to convince them that before I make a large economic deal with a creditor, I'd like to take some time to think about what I want to do with my life and where I want to go with it. Because with the internet and the amount of content and information that is out there, you don't really even need a college degree to become an expert on something anymore. There was a time when universities held all the books and all the information in their buildings. That is not the case anymore. It's a different world. And maybe taking a year off to explore that different world would help you realize that college maybe isn't necessary for you. And there are some out there that probably would realize it is for you. Another statistic from the United Kingdom was that 95% of students that took a gap year went back to school after that gap year was over. So most of these people that are taking this gap year already plan on going to college, but they want to take that extra year for some breathing room to think, to develop more. And I think it's a wise choice. The top things that gap year takers report as the most impactful is that they developed as a person. They allowed themselves some time for personal reflection. They increased their maturity. There you go. Increased their self-confidence. Helped them develop their communication skills. I'm reading from a list that was taken from a gap year statistics website. It increased readiness for college. It impacted their career decision. It helped them find their purpose in life. Inspired some to be active volunteers in their community or the global community. All things that are definitely positives. So, my conversation today with Henry and Tegan dives into this topic because they took a gap year and they traveled during the first half of that gap year and are going to continue to experience things outside of Minnesota for the rest of their gap year. So, here is my conversation with Henry Olson and Tegan Weiss, the gap year takers, here on I am teacher. I have no bearing on what is interesting to people. <laughs> I don't know. Right? I think people like just conversations. You wouldn't think that they would just mm-hmm. like to listen to people talking about ordinary stuff. Well, it's like that one, the... Uh, what is it, the murder one? Yeah. Yeah, the, like my favorite murder is just people talking about murder. Yeah. <laughs> what, their favorite murders yeah. that have happened? Every episode they pick a favorite murder and then it's, they talk about it. It's like extremely popular now. They just talk about the case that happened and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I understand. <laughs> 
the interest in like like people are interested in like serial killers and mm-hmm. terrible terrible things uh-huh. but i don't that stuff could happen <laughs> to yeah. you yeah. so like I, I don't know yeah that's weird i wouldn't probably seek that stuff out yeah but whenever more more power to you <laughs> um welcome thanks to thank the you. podcast <laughs> good to see you again i want to move this this way closer to you Alright. Well, you two have been on the road for how many months now? It was like three and a half. Yeah, though. it was around three and a half. It was, we started technically leaving our parents on August 29th. So mm-hmm. typically when, when most, most recent graduates are saying goodbye to their parents in like a parking lot of a dorm complex. <laughs> yeah. You guys were saying goodbye, and you're just going out on the road. <laughs> yep. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> so walk me through how you came to that general idea in the first place. The road trip? So, like, no, the, the idea of just not going to school, taking the gap year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I knew for a long time that I just wanted a year off to explore and actually do things before I go back into school for a long time Mm -hmm. and so I think I knew since probably junior year and I also like at the end of senior year didn't feel ready to pick a college or like I didn't know what I wanted to study or where I wanted to go so a gap year was a good option for me because if I went to college I think I'd be like have no idea what I was doing at all yeah um I think the big thing for me was I toured, I don't know, I feel like I toured a lot of schools and then was just, like, going to the schools. And I was like, I don't, I don't know, this doesn't just, I feel like I am not ready. Or, like, they just didn't interest me enough to be like, yeah, I want to live here for four years. And so, so th- did this idea of the gap year just come up spontaneously or had you read about it or had someone um, done it before yeah. you that was, like, a good example <laughs> or... Um. Well, my brother's friend, Tanner Peterson, um, took a gap year. Shout out to Tanner Peterson. Shout out to Tanner Peterson. <laughs> He's like a music yeah, rock star. Yeah, now. Oh, yeah. Follow He's him on, on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> He's like touring right now. Yeah. yeah. And so he um, took a gap year, but mostly I got inspiration from him for this program called Woofing, which stands for Worldwide Organization of Organic Farms. I went okay. to quote around that. That's changed that a couple of it, times. Yeah. It's kinda... So just look it up. Just the number of O's have W-W-O-O-F. changed or what? Yeah. Okay. No I think. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I got that idea from him and knew I wanted to do that at least part of my gap year. And then just, yeah, other people I've known have taken gap years or read about them and mm. just thought that I'd really enjoy doing it. Like, yeah. th- was there any like financial? piece that ever came into your thought process or not just realizing that when you go to college you're gonna be digging a big hole yeah yeah but I think part of the reason I wanted to take a gap year was because I'm not in debt right now like after college I'll be in debt and then not really have the opportunity so yeah we I mean you couldn't we couldn't do this right after college because we would I mean you kind of I mean I feel like you kind of have to find a job after college otherwise you just kind of you're just in debt. <laughs> just right. Well, I mean, even after the job, you're pretty much. <laughs> yeah. In, Shout out to Clark because podcast. <laughs> in debt. Hey, I made like 18 cents yesterday. Nice. So. nice. Yeah, but pretty also like exciting. about the financial aspect, 
it did kind of play a factor in what we would do on our gap year because I looked at other options like oh, um, yeah. other program courses that you could do that are like gap year programs, but they're really expensive if you want to go abroad or things yeah. like that. Yeah. So they've, <laughs> it's so funny, they've even made a, they've even figured out how to basically get money out of the whole gap year <laughs> trend. Yeah. yeah. God, isn't that, that uh, <laughs> when you get older, you just realize that everyone's just trying to get their share of the pie. Like, they're always, yeah. someone's always trying to skim off the top. Yeah. It's really what? not cool. <laughs> so you made the decision, you, you, you did some, you crunched some numbers. Did you guys have, like, a solid budget when you went on this trip? Or did, how, how planned out was it all? Like, was it down to the last saltine cracker? Or <laughs> yeah. what? Um, I tried to like crunch the numbers for how much we'd pay for gas. So I added like, I bought a car. That was like the yeah. main, the first step because I, we, I didn't have a car. So I bought a car. A used car? A used mm-hmm. car. A okay. 2000 Subaru Outback. Made it the whole way. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Shout out to Subaru. Shout out to Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> Possible sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then I crunched numbers like how many miles per gallon, how many gallons in my tank of gas, how much does gas cost? And so I did all the numbers and then didn't realize that California has an insane mm. gas tax. <laughs> so we're paying like twice <laughs> the amount that we would Wait, did back you not, home. Did you not realize that until you got uh-huh. there? Oh yeah, we were, we, <laughs> it's well, like $5 a gallon. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, well, and it's most of the western states. Yeah, and like, we were we, in the west coast like the whole time. Yeah, so. we came back, so we were tr- we drove into America again, and then the first time we filled up it was like almost $4 a gallon, and we're like, what's happening? Yeah, because <laughs> so in Canada weird. we were kind of like blindly paying for gas because oh, it's yeah. liters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't think it's know. more. Well, it's in cents per liter, yeah. so it's like 120 cents a liter, and it's and Canadian like, cents, right? Yeah, and so you're like, really, this makes know. no sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> that it, no, I agree. Like when you are in a when you're in a foreign country, and they give you a bill, you really have no yeah. context. You're like. Sure. I'm paying. Sounds this. right. I'm yeah. yeah. This is happening. <laughs> this transaction is happening. Yeah. I have no way to feel about it. Uh, and then I found out even later than that that my bank also charges like it's a fee, like a border crossing fee. Yeah. So uh, every transaction, foreign transaction fee, mm-hmm. it's like a certain percentage of each yeah. purchase. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like a couple of dollars every time. I was like, wow, that's ridiculous. But yeah. Yeah. So so that's kind of like a nice little piece of what information you learned yeah. from mm-hmm. the trip yeah i was like what other little tiny t- like just the tidbits <laughs> what are some like little things like that that stuck out as you traveled out so you went all the way out west mm-hmm. and spent your time basically out that direction mm-hmm. yeah so you learned that gas mm-hmm. <laughs> is like double yeah uh which is probably not something most minnesotans realize because oh, yeah, no. no. most minnesotans only gas is like two dollars a gallon here it's, yeah it's so cheap it's and you crazy. said it was what what four, was it? Always over it's four. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty much double. There are places here. when it was over five. Yeah, if you're and well, there wasn't riots in the street. No. <laughs> yeah, no. and people are just like, "This is how much gas is. I'm paying it." So and, not, and just like put that in perspective. So when gas goes up, like yeah. here, it still goes up there. Yeah, it yeah. just gets added on yeah. to the to five dollars. Yeah. So yeah. when people start freaking out, and we're just like, "It's only <laughs> like two and a half dollars." Yeah. <laughs> Not for them. No. Like six dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so tidbits. What else? So you got the tidbits. gas thing, you got the, the foreign transaction fee, what other little tidbits mm-hmm. popped up like, Oh, that's a thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anything mm-hmm. like that? 
Californians aren't as chill as people say they are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not all of them. Why, did you experience lots of road rage or something? Or uh, just... Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Not road rage, but there's, I feel like people just always tailgate you, no matter where you are. Um, you can't you can't actually drive five miles an hour over the speed limit and think it's safe anymore because somebody will be like, they'll be tailgating you. <laughs> um, so you learned. I mean, I'm, you drove a lot. How many? Yeah. Like, how, so how many miles did you tack on? At least twelve thousand. Yeah, twelve thousand miles. We were gonna have an exact number, but then Tegan lost her phone. Yeah. Did you have I'd, an odometer? I'd it down. Okay, yeah. I wrote the number down in my phone on my notes, the yeah. exact number before we left, and then I dropped my phone in the ocean yeah. and lost it, like I swept out. Was this like it. a philosophical throwing of no. the phone? No. Like, I don't need you no. anymore. No, no she was running away from a wave and then turned around and looked at me, and she's like, my phone's in that. Because it and fell out of my pocket. <laughs> so a rough estimate is 12,000. Yeah. You could yeah you could just like crunch the numbers on the roads that you took and it'd take a while yeah it would take a long time yeah oh also toll roads those are a thing thing. I'm still getting bills in the mail from toll roads from because you can just pass through some and they'll just bill you later right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah if you're like a one time user they'll just yeah track your license plate and then send you it's like six dollars and I have to go online and pay six dollars yeah also okay the Golden Gate Bridge like why is that a toll road I feel like that's like the I mean, it's like the picture perfect scene in like all the movies, you know, and people are driving across and you don't even know it's a toll road. Yeah. You have to pay to cross it. It's a private road, I guess. It's ridiculous. So yeah, that's one. Like other <laughs> thing Minnesotans might not realize is that not all roads are public in yeah. the country, yeah. and some states have a lot. Like I know Illinois. I mean, in this part of the country, Illinois is the most annoying uh, <laughs> with toll roads, yeah. but. Minnesota doesn't have any, I don't think. I've never ridden, yeah, I've never ridden a toll road in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But California has toll roads, you said? Mm-hmm. What other states? Oregon. Washington? Mostly like the West Coast. Yeah. And are their roads better? I don't know. My mom asked me that. I was like, not really noticeably. I mean, they're probably the same. Like The interstates are just as good as a toll road would be, I think. I don't know. It wasn't really that noticeable. <laughs> yeah, but there wasn't giant potholes everywhere. Right? Mm-hmm. No. They were fine. Interesting. So where does all that wonder all that where all that money goes then? Yeah, I don't know. Also, their gas tax. I feel like it go towards the roads, but that's where that's where it usually goes. Yeah. I think I they mean, just have more roads too. Yeah, they do. That's another. There's a lot of people in California, like all the time. <laughs> yeah, California's huge. You go anywhere that's like a popular place to go. There's always a lot of people. It's just weird. Like even I don't know when in like Big Sur area, it's pretty popular vacation area. There's just people on all of the hikes and stuff. It's just different. So it's not a very solitary experience when you're hiking yeah. around in California. Not really. Compared to not so like compared to Minnesota or like areas that you've been to here, hmm. yeah, just well, a lot less traffic or what? Yeah. Human traffic and vehicle <laughs> traffic or what? Yeah, um, I don't know. There's just always there's always someone around, and also it's hazy there all the time. Oh yeah, smog. Is, yeah, yeah, and, and smoke. Fires. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You guys, so you guys must have been. We were in you Northern were there California, when like things were popping off. Yeah, like, right before the fires started yeah. getting really bad. Yeah, one of the f- the craziest thing about those fires are like sometimes the stories of how they get started are just. Some of the most off mm-hmm. chance, mm-hmm. one like the one in Arizona, this 
guy was driving with like a trailer or something. Mm. The, the the wheel turns. bursts off yeah. and the sparks start oh, yeah. flying from the rim and the rim or the spark catches fire in the brush yeah. and boom yeah. it's all gone there are signs that are like check your tires check yeah. your tire pressure before you yeah like you wouldn't mm-hmm. think that yeah that would be the cause of a forest fire that would <laughs> mm-hmm. destroy everything yeah or someone yeah. just like flicking their cigarette butt out the window yeah we well i can ex- i hate that yeah and i can understand we saw someone do that on the highway yeah. in california as there were fires burning everywhere yeah, it was it's like what are you weird. thinking not my problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah, those people bug me. Even if I see one, <laughs> I just say, like, oh, look, look at that guy right there flicking his cigarette yeah. out the window. Yeah. For, I don't, it doesn't really make much sense to say it out loud, but I like to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that person can't hear me at all. <laughs> so it doesn't do anything, but just for, I don't know. It just makes you feel maybe ca- Maybe caught You acknowledged it. I don't Get know. Him. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully someone's listening. I <laughs> can do something about it. If you're listening and you throw <laughs> your cigarettes out the window, don't do that. Yeah, anyway, off that topic. Um, <laughs> so what's the path you guys took from... You left from St. Peter, Minnesota, and you headed out west like a like the Donner Party. <laughs> kind of. And so uh, where'd you go? What states did you we, cut through and pass through? And okay, we started with a week long boundary waters trip. Oh yeah, my okay. parents and Henry's mm-hmm. parents, which was a ton of fun. Yeah. How many times have you guys been to the boundary waters then? My family has been going since I was four, so lots of times. So you can take four year olds to the boundary waters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently, yeah, apparently, I don't know. And, and my okay, me and my <laughs> twin who are four, my brother who's six, and my older sister who's eight. I don't know. All together. I don't know how they did it. Did they go far into the <laughs> no, wilderness like, when you went? No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like and a their day parents trip loved couple every days. second of it. <laughs> sure. yeah, um, I can imagine there were some trying moments oh, when yeah. it first started, but yeah. What? Uh, so, how about you, Henry? Have you been there yeah, multiple times um, before? I probably that's probably like my sixth or seventh trip. I, don't, I haven't kept track. And what time of the year was that? End of August. Yeah. Okay. Which is oh. nice because there aren't that many people there. Any? I don't know. Anything noteworthy happened there, or just Gosh, the usual looking so at amazing scenery? <laughs> yeah. yeah um, Anything noteworthy? Was, I, I don't know. I thought it was. Pretty average. Pretty good trip. Pretty Pretty average. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think it's a unique area. Like you said, California is so crowded that people are everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Boundary Waters, you can go in and not see somebody. It's your avid Mm class. It's like, yeah, you won't see see a person for Mm -hmm. possibly days. Um, And it's just a great way to get away from everything. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And unplug from social media and, yeah. you know, school and the st- stresses of modern living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'd, li- I'd like to think that there'd be some day where I could go into the Boundary Waters and just see how long I could last over a summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's probably kind of a problem when you have a family. Yeah. And they want to, like, know if you're alive yeah. or dead. <laughs> that's true. So I probably would <laughs> be able to do that unless yeah. they were with me. It'd be like a family Just survival wait. trip. Just gotta wait till your son is a little older. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what until the per- he's four. Until he's four. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if four will be the age. I'll probably shoot for more like teenage years. Yeah, yeah. then he can. Care but he'll still yeah. he'll still be complaining. You know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I was a teenager and got dragged along in a lot of those things, <laughs> and I wasn't the most. <laughs> but you appreciated that, don't you? Yeah, but I wasn't the most woke traveler. <laughs> yeah. So like, you started in the Boundary Waters, and that like that's a good, definitely a good place to start. Like, on, like difficulty of adventure, hmm. good good prepper. What uh, where'd you go from there? 
so we put in at Voyager Canoe Outfitters, which is at the end of the Gunflint Trail. So then we just drove back down the Gunflint Trail um, and actually stayed with our parents for, like, what, two nights after that? In Grand Marais? Yeah. Um, and then after that, we drove um, into Canada. Um, it's like then, Highway 61 or something, all the way up to Thunder yeah. Bay. So, like, we finished, like, the north shore of Minnesota into Canada and then just drove west <laughs> for, for a long, long time. time. <laughs> so you drove west in all in Canada? Yeah. You went to Ontario? So we spent one night in Ontario and then drove through Manitoba. Manitoba. Yeah. Saskatchewan. And then stayed. Some other one. Sask- I think we stayed in Saskatchewan another night, one night. In a Walmart parking lot? Yeah, in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> in the back of my car. <laughs> so was that, did you sleep mostly in the car? No. No, we only slept what? in the car like three, three times. Three times, yeah. But that was definitely the fallback option. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. was definitely not ideal, but it was, you Did know. you guys have, like, a sleeping mat of some sort to mm-hmm. keep it somewhat comfortable, or, like, an air mattress? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, well, we both had sleeping pads. And For, like, tent camping. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And um, my brother and I made a bed for the back of the Subaru, like, just, like, a platform that was flat that you could lay on. So it was... And when you drove west, you just did you just... You just drove. It's like the Trans Canada. Yeah, it's highway. like Highway One or something. <laughs> is it Canada. a trip that is it like a? Oh no! Is it like, is it a trip that is talked about in like various blogs or something? Like <laughs> where you travel across Canada on the old Route One or something? Uh, no, probably not. It was so boring. <laughs> so you just—I mean, it is like the Great Plains. Yeah, it's like fourteen across. hours yeah. of driving through basically. South Dakota, North yeah. Dakota. That's what it looks I, like. At the one time. point, you drive past a sign that's like, "You're in the middle of Canada," and you're like, it's "No way!" Did, did somebody just cross off Canada and put nowhere? nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um, it's pretty much nowhere. Yeah. So is that like a not a low point, but just what? So what do you do for that time period to pass the time? Just stare out the window, listen to music, what yeah, have conversations? What like what was listen, your? Were you listening to Trevor Noah? Yeah, we were listening to two. Well, we we had we listened to a couple of books. Um, so you just pop in an audio book and go. Yeah. Oh yeah. And was it so when that when the audio book is on, is it just you two listening to it, or do you stop and talk about it, or? Uh, yeah, so just listen. Yeah, and then I mean, like probably when we're done listening, we talk about it a little bit. But so what book? What books did you listen to? Because I'm on a 14-hour ride across Canada <laughs> if I got a whole book in. Yeah, we got two. <laughs> just in that stretch alone? I think so, yeah. Oh, my oh, God. I think, I don't know. <laughs> I, well, I, folks, if you're looking for a place a to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. soak in some books, there you go. That's what the, the blog post was about. Yeah. We the Great to... Book Highway. <laughs> Honestly. We listened to Trevor Noah, yeah. Trevor Noah's book, Born a Crime, which mm-hmm. is like his autobiography kind of about him growing up in South Africa during apartheid, Which or is, right yeah, after apartheid. It's really good. Really interesting. If you haven't listened to it. His uh, father was black and his mother was white. Yeah, mother is black, mother, father yeah. is white. Yeah. yeah. Born a crime. It was illegal, right? Because yeah. mm-hmm, yeah. he was like a colored or whatever yeah. they call it. I can't remember. And that was the in, race. it's crazy. That's in probably, he's got to be almost my age. Yeah. He was born in the 80s, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, he was growing he up. He was like during the 90s. He grew up like... I think it was, like, his teen years were right after apartheid or something. Most of his childhood 
like yeah. growing up years. Wow. Yeah, I've heard it was a really good book. It's interesting. And he, it's also really funny. Mm-hmm. Does yeah. he narr- He must narrate yeah. his mm-hmm. own. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. makes it even better. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like biographies. Strangely, that's like my favorite kind of book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why. Everything else, I can only read like a couple <laughs> pages at a time. Yeah. But what? So how do you think? Or do you? Do you typically listen to audiobooks or mm. was I this like the no, first I had time? It really before. So I what did you think of it? Did you like it? Yeah. More oh, than yeah. more That's... than reading the book itself? Yeah, it's I think I think you well, <laughs> like you can read for read for longer. Yeah, for fourteen hours. But if you just be reading it. Yeah. But I think with that book you get like a different perspective because he reads it to you. So it's like the author. He's like reading it how it's he It's just like him you telling to... you a story. Right. Yeah, it just feels like he's telling you a story rather mm-hmm. than you reading about he's, his life. And mo- isn't that what it is most of the time though with those audiobooks? The author, it's themselves are reading yeah. their story or what their you know their opinions some, or philosophy is. I've listened to some that are not the author, and those aren't as good. So it's like I don't know. Some of them, most of them are the author. I, I would say the good ones are the ones that I like. <laughs> so do you think you'll will you will either of you? Only or listen to more audiobooks now because of that experience? I feel like if I were, I like just regular reading a real book, but I feel like if I were on a long car ride again, I would, or like on an airplane. Yeah. I have, I don't think I've actually listened to a complete audiobook. Hmm. I don't know what's stopping me either, but I guess I don't have. I have. I guess I don't have a fourteen-hour yeah. car. Yeah, ride. yeah. It's. I feel like it'd be annoying if you had to cut it up all of, like in little yeah. pieces and watch, listen to it. Yeah, but yeah. We had a lot of time, a lot of free time. But so did, did you meet a lot of cool people or not? Um, or we just... met a handful of interesting people, but mm-hmm. the problem was we were never in one place long enough to like really get to know anyone. Mm-hmm. Kind yeah. of. I don't know. And then so when <laughs> we were. Sense. We were on a farm in Sebastopol, California, um, like volunteering. Um, and I, I don't know, there was it was off season for the farm, so I guess we were we were basically the only two people there. But there were a couple other people that like came in and out while we were there. So what did you? How do you volunteer when it's off season? What do you do at a farm um, in California? Well, it was a blueberry farm, so off season just meant like there were no blueberries. Yeah. But we helped like take down netting and weeding, and they had livestock yeah. we feed and Fed the animals. Animals. And so that was part of that. Woof. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you um, get you get a place to live and food, and then yeah. you just work a certain number of hours a day. And how many people do this? Like at one farm or in like, general? Is this a pot? Like, I've never heard of this. Um, I'd say it's, it's pretty, a pretty but big. But is it, a, is yeah. it like a lot? Do a lot of people take advantage of this program? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a website where you yeah. can, Wolf. it's like you can match with a, like you find a farm you like, you can go mm-hmm. onto the database and search farms where you want them or like what things you're looking for and then you can contact them and be like, I want to go to your farm. And they'll either be like, yeah, you can come or they'll interview you or say no you can't come. <laughs> you're crazy there's thousands of them yeah and it's not America. just in the u.s it's like all over yeah but you only went to one yeah, yeah. well technically two. Oh, yeah kind of and how difficult was it to get accepted no. into this no, farm it was pretty easy i had i had a phone interview with the with the lady and it was yeah that counter she for just both asked of me us, some so. like general questions <laughs> what's this henry guy like <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's fine all right see you <laughs> see you in a month yeah yeah um, so that's kind of like, 
both sides have to do the research because you don't want to end up like Tanner. He ended up at this really weird yeah. place in Hawaii where the lady was like limiting his water and was mm-hmm. like, you can't drink water unless you do all this work. And I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. So, <laughs> so I don't know. We did. We thought we did all our research, but it turned out to be a little yeah. not quite what we were thinking. We got all, our, you, we what, got all what, the food and everything. But what else <laughs> changed? It was like, just like, uh, okay, so on the website, past volunteers can put reviews so I read all the reviews and they're all like five stars and I looked them up online and everyone had really good things to say about them but I don't know it just maybe it was because there were more people there at the time and when it was just us two like the lady was very it was micromanaging yeah and kind of like hard to read yeah she would so I don't know it'd be like be things where like one morning we woke up and like started making breakfast and we started making eggs and she like walks into the kitchen and she's like how many times have I told you not to use eggs and we're like never I don't know she she was just giving us like mixed messages like oh you can eat everything in this building because this is where the volunteers eat and this is your food but then she'd come in and be like don't eat the food why did you eat the food and she's like why did you eat all these things we're like I'm sorry we can't read your mind so So, I don't know it was just like Kind of felt like we were walking on eggshells all the time because we didn't know if we were going to piss her off by just, like, <laughs> being ourselves, doing yeah. normal day things. Yeah. <laughs> so we left a week early because we are like, no, we, we will leave. <laughs> yeah. Could you, can you just leave? Yeah. yeah it's, it's not like, like a contract or anything. Yeah. I mean, what that farm it was. Is it like, I'm sorry, you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> we're leaving. Yeah. Yeah. That's when we found out that Californians weren't chill. <laughs> it was her? She was yeah. one example. See, that's why you can't, yeah, you definitely can't generalize. You can't generalize yeah. with anybody, I guess. Yeah, which yeah is, it's true. Is, yeah, very true. Mm. Yeah, you know, but Minnesotans we, all aren't nice either. <laughs> that's true. true, too. We met some some interesting people on that farm, though, like the German people that were yep. biking. So they, they came from Germany, and they are part of this, well, they took part okay. in this organization, too? They came from too. Germany. Yeah. They were going to go to Canada, but one of them had, like, a misdemeanor, and so Canada yeah. wouldn't let them in. They're so strict. They're like, we're just yeah. going to go to the U.S. So they bought bikes, and we're like, we're going to bike from Washington to the Baja Peninsula. Yeah. And then they were biking by the farm in California and ran out of water, and so the lady was like, just come get some water and then they ended up staying for like a week mm-hmm. just kind of bumming around <laughs> when i used to go to canada there would be guys that would try to they'd go on fishing trips and they had like a dui or something mm-hmm. oh, yeah. in like in like 1975 <laughs> yeah and yeah, this was like the two, early 2000s and they wouldn't mm-hmm. let them in yeah. yeah that's yeah they're pretty strict it's i don't know it's good i guess so you went from california and you went to hawaii after that yep mm-hmm. Because that was one nice thing. The lady was like, oh, you should go to Hawaii because flights from California are way cheaper than they would be from where you're from. That's true. So the Hawaii part was just kind of an added bonus. Yeah. Yeah. It was not on our our agenda at all. Yeah, we were sitting in a coffee shop, and we were, like, looking at Hawaii tickets. We're like, should we just buy some? (laughs) And then we're like, yeah. Yeah. And then we bought Hawaii tickets. So we were there for eight days, and it was really nice because I have a friend who lives on the main island who's still a senior in high school, Mm -hmm. so we got to stay with her family. Yeah, for So we free. didn't have to pay for a hotel yeah. or anything. Which we didn't even know we could stay with her until after I bought the tickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great planning. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, what was your, what, what could you have done? Just paid for an expensive hotel or um, is there hostels in Hawaii? There, uh, yeah. Yeah. But also, probably, we probably would have camped. It's probably easy to free camp in Hawaii. Yeah. Because, well, we did free camp in That's Hawaii true. two nights. Yeah. So, like, 
Do you guys even want to go to college now? <laughs> After, like, you must have seen a lot of stuff that most people end up having to wait till they're like yeah. 50 we've to go look at. Yeah, we talked about the fact that that one trip is like many people, like, some people go their whole lives and don't see as many things as we saw. Right, they say, yeah. one day. Yeah. One day I'll be yeah. going to see them. <laughs> but it never happens. Yeah. yeah. So you guys did that immediately after high school and don't regret it, obviously. Yeah, no. <laughs> and you guys are still talking to each other. It wasn't like, <laughs> because a lot when a lot of people travel together, it gets a little yeah. testy. I'm guessing it probably did at some points, right? Yeah. Not often. We're, we're doing That's kind right. of surprising. Like living out of a car and a tent with the same person for three months. Yeah. But it went really well. That's pretty good. That's probably a good sign. Um, <laughs> because I'm sure that, w- that would be the end of a couple of... Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm sure lots of different kinds of relationships have been destroyed on yeah. just basic trips. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. So any, any life lessons you took away from the whole trip in general? Or, I don't know, philosophical... What? Philosophical aha moments or... Things you realized that changed your path yeah. on this planet? Yeah. Uh, do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay. Well, I have a, <laughs> there's a couple of things that I feel like I noticed. Um, one is I think that just like America in general has a time problem. <laughs> okay. Like everyone just thinks they don't have enough time or like they're always rushing doing something. Because every time we were driving, there's always somebody tailgating us, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm I'm driving five miles an hour over the speed limit, like technically already breaking the law. So I guess you need to drive faster than that. I don't know. It's just weird. You just you just figured out that everybody seems just to always be in a hurry. hurry. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. And like, don't and really and necessarily stop to see. Don't stop to smell. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I. I feel like that's probably true. That yeah. everyone's, it's hurry up and wait. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, and well, the weird thing is because you're driving and then like somebody passes you and then you come to a stoplight and you just come up right behind them again. <laughs> you're like, oh, you gained zero time by <laughs> passing me. <laughs> so then it's like, Henry's <laughs> gonna write a book about this. Yeah, that's fine. So this is when this <laughs> this just happened while you were driving, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just um, have this, this this philosophical understanding mm-hmm. of our lack of understanding of time mm-hmm. here in the United States. Be, it's going to be called America. I'll, it's probably a, I bet it's an a, a international phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, well, That's you know, crazy. I feel like there's a lot more behind just, like, the driving time issue. Just, like, <laughs> why why you think you need to be driving so fast all the time? Like, why, like, what's so important? I don't know. Or just, like, the things that people think are important probably aren't important to many other people. Right. And, I mean, the most important thing would be probably living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. not dying on yeah. the road. <laughs> but yeah. they just, they take that one and just chuck it out the window. Yeah. I wonder, I bet the percent, like, I wonder how much, uh, like, the risk of dying goes up just, like, by the faster you drive. Based on miles per hour? Yeah. (laughs) Look, you should, that should be, that's going to be the thesis of your book. Yeah, honestly. Right there. Doing some deep studies on that. So that's a, that's, that's a good one to come up, to come up with. Um, What else? Other things? Do you have to do one? Go back and forth here? Yeah. Sure. I don't know if I have that many. Um... One I wrote down is that, like, on the trip, I realized that human relationships in general are 
more important than <laughs> I have, have given them credit for. Like, I feel like through high school, I was always like, ugh, I just don't really like people all that much. <laughs> like, I'm not really a people person, and I'd rather just, I don't know, go away and do my own thing. But then on our trip, I kind of started to realize, like, wow, I really miss those little interactions with people or, like, being away from my family, especially, I never thought I'd get as homesick as I did. We were alone a lot, yeah. just so everyone knows. <laughs> That's probably where you come up with these yeah. understandings the most, is when you are alone. Mm. I know that, that there is a romantic idea that I'm going to go off and do my own thing. Yeah. yeah. And then when you do, you realize how much you crave yeah. you exactly. know, social interaction. And yeah. Humans are social <laughs> beings. Yeah. And I've heard that before from a lot of those mountain men type people or the people that go out and live in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And they basically said that, you know, part of them was going to go crazy if they kept yeah. Yeah. doing that. And they were like out in the middle of nowhere by themselves. You guys had at least each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. I was thinking like if I had done this on my own, I would have lasted like a week. And then yeah. <laughs> they were like, well, I'm going to replan this. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that like even when I just brought up the idea of me going into the Boundary Waters alone, that's just yeah. a romantic idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The reality of that would probably be I'd get out there and just be... Yeah, you would yeah, be like, all oh, alone. Wow. I would just twiddle my thumbs and realize, yeah. wow, the most important thing is what you have mm-hmm. back there. Which is, I feel like, another, I feel like that's another realization that a lot of people like have. I don't know if you had it out where you were, that you understand the importance of what you have back where you're from. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's like one of mine, like one of my realizations almost is like, because we had, I don't know, so there's a, well, it's weird because we're living out of a car and you kind of, there's a lot of people that want to do that. And you're like, oh, that's fine. I'll just go see a whole bunch of places. And that's like, that's what we'll do every day. We'll just go like hiking and stuff. But there's a lot of times where you're like, I kind of just want to sit on a couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not see and watch TV for a little bit. I don't know. But it's not like it's. I I still had a great time like seeing everything and I thought it was cool but like maybe at the end of the day it would have been nice to have a couch. <laughs> yeah, or like not sleeping in the cold every night. Oh yeah. yeah, there were like the coldest we slept in it got down to twelve degrees. So. But then, but then you probably appreciate when you finally do get that warm mm-hmm. bed. You mm-hmm. just yeah. I know, every night still, like, we got home two weeks ago, I'm like, oh my god, I love my bed. <laughs> so, like, I, I, I wish that was a, maybe not, you know, a long month, you know, a few month long trek is probably the way to go, but mm-hmm. I feel like most people could benefit from at oh, least yeah. a Boundary Waters yeah. trip or some yeah. sort yeah. of, you know, um, escape from their current yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. Not escape, but they should be put in a situation that is difficult and forces you to endure some sort of hardship that is yeah. doable. Yeah. 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 But it all but it would it kinda like gives you a new perspective and gets you yeah. out of like the routine of Yeah, it kinda allows you I, I've heard it described before that you get into these routines and it's like it's like skiing down a hill. <laughs> so you go down the same path or you go down this there's like four different options you could do. And those are all those are your routines that you do. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's the way it's the way you think it's what you do every day in your, um, you know, step-by-step routine. Um, and then when you escape or you, you know, meditate or you, you know, go on a trip or you just shake it up, 
Mm. It's like putting a fresh coat of snow on that mountain. Yeah. So that you can pick a new routine or a new mindset. Yeah. So, I don't know, does that describe any part of your trip at all? Like, like you come, when we came back home, it's like you're coming back and you kind of see things differently. Like, Like, you come back... And you, like, come to your house, and you're like, oh, my gosh, it's, like, warm, and there's food here for free. <laughs> that, like, before, you know, we took for granted. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, that's, like, that's one of my, that was another thing that I wanted to say is that I feel like a lot of high schoolers here have it pretty good. Not, like, all, not, like, everybody, but I know a lot of kids that, like, they live, they get pretty much everything they need, and it's just, like, I feel like they need to appreciate that more. Right, because they probably complain about oh, yeah. the things they do have. Yeah, and like the new school. It's like they were talking about last year when we got the new school and people were like destroying it. It's like, are you kidding me? This is an incredible building yeah. that was built for you to learn in. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, yeah, I think in general that's a problem is that people just don't realize how bad they could, how bad it could be mm-hmm. yeah. or how, you know. Those yeah. things are real. That was another cool part about our trip was that, like, I feel like living in St. Peter, Minnesota, you kind oh, of just live yeah. in a bubble. For sure. And it's like, you don't really see, like, it's not apparent that there are homeless people or that there mm-hmm. are people struggling. Because it's St. Peter, Minnesota, it's a small town. But as soon as you get out and go to, like, a big city, like, Portland was completely, like, eye-opening. Because there are just homeless people everywhere. Yeah. And it totally gives you a new perspective, like... Okay, like the whole world is not like St. Peter, Minnesota. Right, mm-hmm. but people in St. Peter, Minnesota, think yeah. that, yeah, yeah, like or don't. some people do. I mean, I'm not gonna say everybody thinks that way. Yeah. yeah, but no, I I think that's a problem in general is that people can't, they have a hard time putting themselves in other people's shoes. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, they just get a job. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you know what? Well, well, I want to take care. Of, like, you know, why don't they need health care? They can just take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, get, you know, like they don't have the ability to understand that. That person is just a different version of them yeah. living yeah. a different life. For sure. Um, and I don't know how you do that. I guess you just you take trips like this mm-hmm. or what? Do you force people to yeah. <laughs> see that or what? Yeah, Show your pictures of Portland to everybody? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, this right? is a homeless person right here. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, I don't know. How do you, so I don't know. Any ideas on how do you get people to, besides taking a long trip and a gap year, Let's yeah. say they're already gone. They're already been to yeah. college. They're set in their ways. Know, How do you weird. shake them out? I don't. I don't know. It's like it might be. I don't know. I don't even know if it would make a difference if you would like tell them your firsthand. Well, I, yeah, I pro- it probably wouldn't. But how? Yeah. I guess it would have to be like an experiential thing that yeah. they would have to do. Yeah. But how do you get somebody who's just firmly rooted? Yeah. In a town mm-hmm. to see those things, to experience those things. It's hard. You just don't? I mean, I think the world would be better if you did, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's just like a... It's a very deep question, Clark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I don't know, maybe like virtual reality will be the key. Uh, yeah. You just slap a headset on them and make them feel... Yeah. That's true. Homeless. I don't know. I don't know. It's probably not going to... It's probably won't be... It's probably, <laughs> not, it's probably not possible and maybe it's not realistic because, you know, humans maybe weren't designed to un- like have to understand yeah a place that was so far away from them you know yeah, like think back to before any form of communication over large 
distances. Yeah. Why yeah. would I even yeah. know, or why would I need yeah. to know what's going on in mm-hmm. Portland? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, different times. And uh, yeah, maybe it's an unsolvable problem. Um, yeah, any. If you have any ideas, <laughs> yeah, let me know. I'd like to get that going. So you had a lot of highlights. Any lowlights besides walking on eggshells at the California <laughs> farm? Um, I don't know. I think it's when there's... So in general, I thought that when we didn't have, like, a lot of... Well, like, it seems weird, but when we don't have a lot of things going on, like, so... Like, obviously, when you go to Hawaii and stuff, we were with um, Tegan's friends, so we did things, like, every day. And then... Um, like with our families and stuff in Yosemite do things every day but there was a couple of times where like we were just killing time to like wait to go to Hawaii or whatever and when we were we were waiting to go to Hawaii we were just we'd spent five days um, on the Big Sur coast which is like people think I mean that's an incredible place to be it's really it's scenic and stuff but it's like I don't know. We just kind of yeah. It just kind of feels like you're in limbo. You're like, what do I do for yeah, five just, days? Yeah, and then by that time the sun was setting at like six. So you're like, well, I guess I'll eat and then go to bed or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird. It's weird living outside for extended periods of time. Like we slept on the ground a lot. And did you? <laughs> Did you just go to sleep super early all the time? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like it's like 7 nights. o'clock. Let's yeah. go to bed. Like, oh, the sun's like, down. By the end of our trip, the sun was going down at like 4.30 oh my or God, 5. Yeah. And, so, and it was getting cold, so you'd have to eat mm-hmm. at like 5. Yeah. And then it's dark by like 6. And you're like, I can't go to sleep because yeah. it's 6 o'clock. Yeah. So, so what did like, you do? It's so like, I guess I'll read my book for an hour. Okay, now it's 7. I guess You're like, that's I'll accept- go to sleep now. <laughs> Any, we, uh, anything past 8 o'clock is acceptable yeah. to go to sleep. Yeah. Um, so do you, now that you're back, do you go to sleep way earlier? Or no. You no. I was like, no. uh, I can stay up late now. Because yeah. <laughs> there's like, yeah, once it gets dark out and you're kind of in the middle of nowhere, there's not really... Sometimes we've had, we'd have a fire, mm-hmm. but in California there are fire bands everywhere, so you mm-hmm. can't really do that. Or at certain campgrounds, you can't have a fire. So when, when it was like that and it was dark out and it's cold, you're like, I just want to get my sleeping bag yeah. and just lay here. Yeah, like a couple of times when we were in, in Moab, Utah, we were like, well, we'll just go to a restaurant and watch Thursday Night Football because we can stay up late doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's warm. <laughs> yeah. So you, you just kind of gained an appreciation for... Little things like yeah, warmth. Yeah, exactly. But low lights were definitely probably staying outside constantly and yeah. freezing and sleeping. Know, I think it, was, it wasn't. It just got cold like the last week. Yeah, and I, I still, it's weird. Like, I mean, I still would definitely want to go camping. Yeah, and that, it's like it's fun still, but I don't know. It's different when you live when you're like when you're camping when camping is your life. It's, it's a little strange. <laughs> yeah, I get I. After, after just a boundary waters trip, mm. I feel like I've probably hit my quota for the year at least. <laughs> yeah. And you guys were gone for what was the fish official three tally? And half. Three yeah. and a half months. How, how many days? I don't know. You didn't like uh, Tegan. Well, it was like hundred and ten days or something. Yeah, Tegan kept the journal of almost every single day. So yeah. did you keep a journal? Um, I, tr- I tried. <laughs> and then I, you just didn't take or what? Um, just well, I don't know. So I didn't have fun I with it. I started doing 
I started doing the journal and then we like went to Hawaii and then came back and we're in Yosemite and I just kept forgetting to do it. So I only have like a handful of journal entries, which seems disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> and and you kept one consistently and had you Pretty much. and were you yeah, able to keep it consistently because you wanted to write every day or you just were good at forcing yourself? I'm good at forcing most mm. mostly. I try to do it like every other day or every three days and just remember back the couple days because doing it every night is so much work and so do you, not, I don't like journaling I just felt like I needed to mm, do it because I was going to forget it. everything mm-hmm. yeah so you don't do that when you're home no 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 okay hers is pretty detailed though it's like most of the days like we could go back and pretty much everything we did is in the journal yeah, yeah it's I feel like it's probably pretty beneficial did you find I mean did you find it beneficial in other ways than just documenting your trip Every night I'd ask Henry, like, oh, what was your highlight of the day and what was my highlight? So it was kind of good to get a gauge on, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's also good because if it was kind of, like, a bad day, like, if we didn't... And then, like, you think back and you're like, okay, there's actually some good parts. Yeah, and you can kind of, like, it allows you to kind of reflect on on the day. But I don't, don't know. You don't, I don't really like journaling, like, this is how I feel. Right. I don't think that's... I won't, yeah. I don't know if that's the most beneficial part, mm-hmm. but... I've, I've read, I've, I really, I'm trying to get into writing every day, but it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, it's just something extra to do and you don't want to do the thinking or I don't <laughs> yeah. know what it is. Yeah. yeah, sometimes I go like five or six days and be like, oh my God, I, there's no way I'm going to remember all yeah. this. Because every day I'd be like, I'm just going to do it tomorrow. I'm just going to do it tomorrow. So then I ended up doing like yeah. bullet points of things I remember. Well, and Tegan really, she goes really detailed. So one, t- one time she got a little behind and then she's like, like she gave me the journal and then I just kind of summarized like a week. And it's like, there we so go. No <laughs> and it was like a paragraph. That was good because if I had done it, I yeah, it would have been way too long yeah. and I would have just given up on it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So where where do you go from here? What is the next step on the gap year? Hitting the road again? No. Going to yeah. going well, south this time? Oh, no, we're going back west. Yeah, we're going. All right, here come the toll roads <laughs> and, and gas taxes. No, 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 not really. Not driving. Okay. We're, we're um, volunteering at Holden Village. I don't know, Tegan Moore knows um, more. It's a Lutheran retreat center in the Cascade Mountains of Washington. Mm-hmm. You have to take a ferry across the lake to get there. And then a bus up the mountain. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like this little community in the middle of the mountains. And um, so we're volunteers there. So you just apply and then pick like your top three. They have a list of jobs you can do. You pick your top three and then they select one for you. Oh, so. did you guys get selected yet? Did. Ooh, so what I'm, do we got? I'm a maverick. That's my position. Ooh, you, what is that? You're going to go like, blaze trails out there? Or what? Well, no, it's going to be winter. So it's like shoveling snow and chopping wood and. You're a maverick. Here's a shovel. Exactly. <laughs> I wish I was on the trail crew, but so you so you're gonna go out and shovel trails. Probably. I'm not really entirely sure what. Probably. Yeah. Includes. Uh, well, and that's get all out. you do. You would go out there every day and they, shovel. I think mavericks do whatever they need you. I to think do. yeah, they're kind of like do a bunch of things that John McCain would do. <laughs> that's what. Yeah, they, sure. Because his nickname was the Maverick. No, anyone. No, <laughs> his I'm nickname sorry. was the Maverick. <laughs> It was that was a thing when you ran for president. Too soon, Clark. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Whatever. Um, yeah, and then I'm a kitchen assistant, so I just help out. Just chopping broccoli. Yep. You know that one? <laughs> chopping no, broccoli. I don't. What? No. Oh my god. 
<laughs> Chopping Broccoli was a sketch on SNL. SNL? Okay, I thought it was. Um, Dana oh. Carvey was Paul McCartney. Oh, no, 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 I have seen it. I have seen Chopping it. Broccoli. I have seen it. Chop, uh. He does like a song <laughs> called Chopping Broccoli <laughs> as Paul funny. McCartney. Yeah, Dana Carvey. He's pretty cool. Or he, awesome. Yeah, he's definitely a good, he's got a lot of good impressions. Um, so you're going to volunteer in Washington. Yep. Um, and that's going to be for how long? That's from January 14th through April 12th. Yeah. And then we, we got accepted for a summer job. Where? Um, at Voyager Canoe Outfitters. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, so were we put into the Boundary Waters this year? And my mom worked there 30 years ago. Yeah. Is that Was that your reference? No. Oh. Okay. That was your <laughs> aunt. My mom. My mom worked here 30 years ago. So how, I mean, how hard was that to get that job? Uh, it really wasn't that bad. I like, know. we're both pretty qualified. Yeah, I think, like, if we weren't, like, if we wouldn't have been doing this trip, maybe it would have been harder. I don't know. So when you filled out the application, you put a bunch of, what are things that you put down to get a job at a canoe outfitter? Because you've never worked in one of those before, have no. you? Mm-mm. No. Well, they asked some questions Some questions on the application. One of them was like, what's your greatest accomplishment? Yeah. Like, I'm 19. Yeah, I, that was weird. <laughs> so I put like road tripping for three months. Yeah. So. I don't know. And you also went to the, to the conserve school. That's true. Did you put that down? I didn't. Oh. <laughs> I didn't. didn't need it. No, but then I, I don't know. The in-person interview was pretty, pretty typical. It was like. So you drove up to Ely. Is no. that where it is? Oh, yeah. Well, it was no, on... it's it's at the top of the Gunflint Trail, yeah. at the end of the Gunflint Trail. So north of Grand Marais. It's like basically the border with nowhere. Canada. <laughs> so you'll be spending the summer, what, guiding or no, um, just taking care of the outfitting. shack? So yeah. like they have bunk houses and they do, they pack trips for people mm-hmm. and provide gear and do yeah. tows, yeah, like they... boat tows out mm-hmm. or shuttles to different in spots it makes it easier for people to start yeah i'm really i guess i'm jealous <laughs> yeah it doesn't seem like an awesome job yeah it doesn't even to me i'm like oh, that's like it'll be work but it's basically yeah like living in the boundary waters yeah. and seeing cool people mm-hmm. every day yeah, yeah. And, and when we found out that it was like 1200 dollars a month we're like that doesn't that seems pretty high yeah like i don't know about yeah. that <laughs> i feel like i'm stealing <laughs> i guess i i shouldn't be jealous because i don't know i i had my chance i i I, I didn't do what you guys did, but I got to go out there and do stuff. Um, so that's really cool. I'm glad. I'm super happy for you. I'm glad that you guys are okay. doing these things. Yeah, thanks. I hope they're making you, I don't know, is it making you just enjoy life more or not? Or is it just all kind of... I mean, like, I definitely enjoy living at home a lot more now. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's... I, yeah, and I think it was nice to have an entire year to not be stressed about school or sports or whatever like just stress like a whole mostly a whole year with just like taking it each day and not thinking about oh my god tomorrow I have this due and I have to do this and this and this yeah and like when we came home everyone was talking about finals yeah I think I'm doing that right now (laughs) eventually we'll be in the same boat right but I think I think most people could probably benefit from a gap year Mm -hmm. Um, and I, because I don't, if you look at the statistics on actual college graduation Mm -hmm. and retention over the years, it's crazy. Like 50% of the people that go to college won't graduate. Yeah. Like if you go in your freshman year with that that class, 
half those kids in every university mm-hmm. are gone. Yeah. Yeah. So they though and those kids still have student loan debt. Yeah. So the kids that quit will have you know, half a year or a year or two years or even three years worth of college loan debt, and then they won't even get a degree, mm-hmm. and they'll go work a minimum wage job, and they're expected to pay off yeah. Yeah. thousands and thousands yeah. of dollars in debt. Yeah. So I really wish more people would do what you two did. Yeah. Um, did you guys run into anybody else on their gap year um, in this Well, we met another. Experience. We met a kid in Hawaii who actually went to, okay, so that semester school I went to, he was actually there the semester before me. Okay. He's from St. Louis Park, Minnesota, and he was yeah. in Hawaii, so it was like crazy yeah. small world thing. Sure. And he's just like totally, he's not going to college. He's yeah. just, right now, he's volunteering in Hawaii on, our, on an organic lettuce farm, and then just kind of taking it like yeah. one one thing at a time. He's like, I'm going to go climb in Alaska after this. And we're like... Which I don't, th- I don't know. I I'd don't be know. too stressed to He's, It's weird. Have well, a plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, it's good. it's definitely good to have a plan or at least a general direction for your life. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not good to aimlessly wander. Yeah. But I feel like it's good to take this year to really figure out Maybe what you want to do more specifically. Yeah. And yeah. I like with that time. purposefully pick where you want to go. Yeah. Because when you're in high school, it's yeah. A, yeah. there's a lot yeah. of stuff going on. You don't have time to actually think about Ugh. yourself and what yeah. you yeah. really want to do with your life and what your interests are. Yeah, and chances are it's going to change anyway. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking to some of my college friends the other day. They're like, half the people have already changed their majors anyway. Yeah. Like no right. one, no one knows what they're doing. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's a lot. Of, I went to I went to kids. I went to school, high school, with a lot of kids that were going to be doctors, were going to be doctors, yep. <laughs> and now they're like dental hygienists. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. Which is there's not, nothing yeah, wrong with yeah, that. Exactly. But there's always this that year after high school, everyone's got this you know inflated sense of what they're going to be, mm-hmm. and I think the year off helps you like temper that. It helps you realize what is realistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what you would be good at doing and what you would actually enjoy doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so did that, did that, did this trip change what you wanted to do with that next step? Like, did you all of a sudden change your career path or your idea <laughs> of a career path after that? Yeah, no, not like totally. Cause it, I guess we both still kind of want to do things that involve like the outdoors and I don't know, stuff like that. But, I mean, maybe because we kind of toyed with the possibility of being, like, a teacher, but it's hard to get pay. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's probably pretty similar to, like, an outdoor-centered yeah. job. Yeah, that's I true. Because I feel like we both decided that, like, the only, I feel like the only, not the only way, but one of the ways to reach people is to be, like, a teacher. Yeah. To, like, I don't know. Yeah, I think... That was definitely one of the reasons I wanted to be a teacher. It was that it was a way, I thought it was the best way to change the future Mm -hmm. because you have influence over a a large group of people. And there's some crazy statistic about how many people you are away from like a million Mm -hmm. because. Oh, yeah. If you know 30 people and they each know 30 people, you're like, it's like you're two people away from a million people. So if you have connections to that, those groups of people, you can really, I think, make big ripples. So I think that's a good selling point for teaching. Um, 
but I mean, it's not for everyone. There's a lot of stuff that yeah, yeah. I don't like as well. <laughs> but it, for the most part, I think it's enjoyable and worth doing. And the influence over people to do better in the yeah. world is a good yeah. one of the biggest reasons to become a teacher for sure. But apparently, that's not <laughs> enough to tip the scales for you guys. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's possible, but it's... I think, I don't know if I do so great in, like, a classroom setting, like, teaching the same class every year. I think I'd get really tired of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can... (laughs) I can see that happening. (laughs) Um, Which is why, yeah, it's definitely important to mix it up as a teacher. Um, So, going forward, if you... So, let's say you had the ability to talk to yourselves... (laughs) last year at this time or while you're in your senior year of high school or in high just maybe even like as a freshman or up just picture yourself anytime in high school <laughs> after this trip um what could you tell your older self or just any high schooler going forward like what is something they should really keep in mind or do while they're in high school to make the best out of things or to best help themselves grow. I don't know. Yeah. What advice would you give them? I guess that's an easier question. Like I was just stressed all the time in high school about like getting perfect grades and I don't know, just like in the long run, if you look at the big picture, like, yeah, still try and get good grades, but don't stress so much about it. Like you're still going to graduate. You're still going to get into the schools that you want. And like, don't stress so much about, feeling like you need to know your whole life path at this moment because you're only 18 and like there's no way you're gonna know exactly what you want to do because your whole life you've just been like in high school so just don't stress so much about it and give yourself the time and space to like really figure more more out about yourself than what you think you already know as just a high school senior (laughs) all right solid advice well we've been here for a while i don't know is there anything else you want to add about your trip or things you want people to know or I don't, yeah I think so I, I guess I'd just say to get out and travel while you can yeah uh, like you know but I feel like at some point in your life you're gonna be too old or maybe not have enough money or something just like do it when you can and take a gap year yes <laughs> yeah. you're yes. all for I the gap year recommend. I would recommend it yes. it's it's nice <laughs> and so did, but okay here did you guys base any like pushback from your families on this because no. mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of people might that say that a, yeah and i feel like if i tried to take a gap year i don't know if it would have flown over but mm-hmm. maybe what should we tell those people to just stand your ground yeah. it's your life yeah yeah you're 18 yeah. when you're making these decisions yeah. your parents may seem scary mm-hmm. but your parents aren't you yeah 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 i mean you're technically an adult so that's, I, I, yeah. I guess like at it's, some point you have to start it's kinda... making your own choices that's a good place to start <laughs> yeah I mean it it is scary though when you're eight you just graduated high school and let's say mm-hmm. you, your parents aren't going to be thrilled like yeah. they're they're they are sold on the idea of going to college getting yeah. a degree yeah. getting a good paying job yeah. and then you come in and say I'm gonna take a year off yeah and they'll be like oh no Co- you're not college will always like it will always be there and yeah. the rest of your life will still be there. Yeah. It's okay to take a year off to do yeah. something more and, and fun than school. So, like, with advances in modern medicine, I feel like we're going to be living longer than <laughs> ever now. So, it's like, so you have know. so much. <laughs> my, in, my, in my perfect, not my perfect, but if I were to be able to implement, like, a 
radical policy for the country, I would say that, let's say you graduate high school, you get to choose a two-year domestic volunteer experience. Or like maybe you, maybe you get to pick multiple, I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. But you do those volunteer programs. After two years, your secondary education is completely paid for. If you don't, if you don't want to go through that experience, then like in that two years, you're like mm-hmm. college. I don't want to go to college. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But let's say after two years, like, yep, there's my two years. I'm ready for college. You go, and you get a, it's totally paid for. Yeah. And, really nice. Um, I mean, I think that would be, that would help, you know, get the the students out of this the college path that mm-hmm. aren't meant for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, after that two years, and the people that are gonna be good students and you know want to become, they want to become students that need a solid degree to get a job in a certain field Mm -hmm. they're going to do well and they're going to keep going forward but i mean that probably won't ever happen Um, (laughs) but it would it would incorporate all this stuff and it would maybe help those people in those spots realize those things we've been talking about Mm -hmm. maybe Um, that's the solution (laughs) there you go clark hopefully it won't just sit here (laughs) on this podcast well thanks for coming in you two yeah Yeah, thanks Thanks for having us yeah that's that's good Happy trails. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> All right, there you have it. My conversation with Henry and Tagan. Hopefully, this will inspire some of you students to seriously consider taking a gap year and all the amazing things that can happen because of it. The website that is mentioned in the podcast about the Organic Farm Volunteering is www.oof.net. There is both a United States version of that and an international version. So if you are thinking about volunteering on that gap year, you can sign up to volunteer on an organic lettuce farm or something of that nature. And you can experience the world or the country, which I think is a pretty cool idea. If you would like to follow... Tagan and Henry's Adventures, you can follow them on Instagram. They have an account that documents their travels, and that is north.then.west. And they already have a healthy posting of where they've been, so you can check out some of the places we talked about and continue to follow their journey on their gap year. could also be a nice piece of evidence for students trying to convince their parents of what a gap year can look like. Once again, if you'd like to donate to the podcast to keep things afloat and to help me pay off my student loans, you can do so at my website, danielevanclark.wixsite.com forward slash I am teacher. So far, one donation has rolled in. I'd like to thank Jim Coleman for sending $50 my way to help make a chip into the $23,000 worth of student loans that I currently have. It gives me hope that I will get there someday. $50 or $1 at a time. Hopefully in the future there is an easier way to help people pay these things off. If you'd like to follow the Instagram page, imteacher.podcast is where you can do that on Instagram. If you'd like to ask a question or comment on one of the topics we have discussed here on I Am Teacher, you can do so at danielevanclark at gmail.com. Rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes is also greatly appreciated. 
I don't know if it really affects any movement of the podcast, but it makes me feel good. So that's an option for you. Thank you once again for listening. And we'll see you next time here on I Am Teacher.